Hello and welcome to the Career Speakeasy, a casual, fun, and irreverent place to share ideas about career development, the world of work, and life in general. I'm your host and proprietress, Kelly Nottingham. Growing your career should not be boring. So come on in, pull up a chair, and pick your poison. Hello world. Today we are going to be talking about job insecurity and job loss and ways to manage your emotions. Now this is not the most cheerful of topics, but it is a timely one and wanted to spend some time today discussing some ways to think through and manage and feel through the emotions that you may be dealing with right now if you or a friend or loved one is dealing with job loss. We're going to jump right in today with talking about a general overview of what emotions people tend to go through when they deal with uh, job insecurity and job loss, ways to deal with those emotions, and some questions you can ask yourself so that you can start to process through some of this stuff. A change of job or career can really wreak havoc on a person's sense of self, their sense of identity, their sense of confidence, because a lot of times people perceive that they're having to start all over again as a newbie. So there is a loss of status. This is especially true if you have been the expert uh, at your workplace, you've maybe been there for a while, and everybody comes to you for help. You're known for what you do. And you can really feel a sense of identity loss. Now, this is true for those of you who maybe have been laid off or furloughed, or those who actually think it might be coming, it might be around the corner. First of all, let's talk about how do you identify yourself with your job? What identity does your job or career bring to you? Does it bring a sense of pride when you think about the work that you've done? Does it give you a feeling of being useful? Do you like being a good provider? Do you like the security that it provides, especially if that security in the role has been building up for a long time? You maybe thought you were going to retire from this job, retire from this company. You have a lot of friends. Your social circle is tied in with this job. What narrative do you use when you think about your job or career? So I'll give you an example. The job that I have been doing for the last 15 or so years has been in the world of training and development. I, by nature, am a a philanthropic person. I like to feel that I'm helping people. And so for me, an important aspect of my role in my career is that I help other people I'm giving to other people and providing ideas or training to guide other people to make the best of their work. When I've worked in nonprofits, it's been easier to find that philanthropic tie. But even in jobs where it wasn't a philanthropic job necessarily, it was a for-profit company, that need to feel that I'm helping other people has been the continuous thread throughout my career. Everybody does this. Everybody tells a story in their mind about their job or their career, that it gives them power, that it gives them status. 
that it is a way of giving back to the world, that it is a way of providing for family, that it is a way to make the world a more creative or better place in some way. So how can a change of job or career affect the way that you identify yourself, the narrative that you tell yourself about what your job does? I recommend getting a notebook or a journal. It doesn't have to be anything fancy. But identify and write down what your fears are. Are you afraid that you're going to lose your social circle? Are you afraid you're going to lose your friends? Are you afraid you're going to lose your home? Are you afraid that your family is going to leave? Are you concerned about your future stability? Are you concerned about losing your daily routine? For some people, that is a very serious concern. Are you concerned about having to cancel upcoming plans, not being able to go on vacation? When we get into these fears, we need to acknowledge the fears. We, when we don't acknowledge that we're feeling things, when we try to suppress the feelings and say, I just need to power through this, those feelings can fester into a general feeling of anxiety or numbness or exhaustion or anger. Identifying them can help. And recognizing that our feelings are not bad or good, they're not necessarily true or false, our feelings just are, and and they're okay. But they can affect our physical bodies. They can cause physiological responses, where we, we say things like, I have a feeling in the pit of my stomach, or I have butterflies in my stomach. So where are you feeling the fear or anger or insecurity about your job? Are you feeling it in your jaw? Are you clenching your jaw? Are you feeling it as a headache? Are you feeling it as tension in your neck? Are you feeling it in your stomach or in your back? Do you feel it in your tongue? And that sounds really weird, but sometimes when we tense up in our jaws, we tense up in our tongue and that causes our entire lower jaw to hurt. So where are you holding these emotions right now? Our emotions are tied directly to what we tell ourselves about a situation, what our perceptions are of what's going on, on our self-talk on the narrative that we're creating around the loss or potential loss of a job, and any memories of similar situations that we may have witnessed or gone through ourselves. We, we will bring that emotional memory back into our current situation. Fear and excitement are opposite sides of the same coin. My sister, my brilliant sister, told me this one time. She said they cause the same kind of reaction in your body. But it's all based on what we tell ourselves about the situation. And this is absolutely true. So what are you telling yourself about your work right now? That you're not qualified enough for them to keep you? Are you saying to yourself that your work isn't valuable or that they don't appreciate you? Are you saying to yourself that you're treated unfairly? That losing your job is somehow shameful or embarrassing? Now, whether or not these are true, how are the perceptions of truth affecting you? Are the stories you're telling yourself about the situation helping you or hurting you? So in my career, I have been through numerous layoffs, and I have actually been laid off myself three times. 
I have witnessed other people getting laid off many more times than that. And my emotional reactions to each of the three layoffs that I dealt with were different. And it's sort of interesting to look at how we talk about what's happening to us in different ways and how that can affect our responses and our emotional states around that that layoff. So the first layoff that I went through was at a hospital that was dealing with a tremendous amount of budget issue. And the first two rounds of layoffs did not affect me directly. Although I did have to deal with some survivor's guilt during the first two rounds of layoffs. I was a new hire to the hospital and I was still in my probationary period. I had only been there uh, within just maybe three months, two months, because I wasn't even at my 90 days. So it must have been two months. One of my colleagues who had been there for significantly longer than I had got let go. I felt horrible. She obviously was dealing with a tremendous amount. She was a single mother. And survivor's guilt is real. Survivor's guilt is a thing. When the third round of layoffs came, I was impacted by that one. And interestingly, I was let go when there was somebody else who had been hired after me was allowed to keep her job. And she and I actually had conversations about it um, because she felt guilty that time through. And uh, we talked to the fact that it, it was not her fault. That first layoff really hurt my feelings. I was upset and offended that they did not think enough of my work to keep me. It was painful. And it took a little while for me to get my confidence back up after that because of the stories that I was telling myself about the situation and about why I was the one who was let go. The second time I got laid off, I was just mad. I felt like I had been betrayed. I felt like I had been tricked and lied to. I was working at a place where my boss was planning to leave the organization to join another company, and he had promised to take me with him to this other company. I went on vacation and spent all of the savings that I had when I got back from the trip. He informed me that he had put in his notice while I was gone and that they were not going to be able to take me at this new company. I was out of a job and I had three days left of work at this company before my last day and that I was not getting unemployment. And besides the fact that it's a really bad idea to spend all of your savings on vacation, that's life lesson learned. But this was infuriating. <laughs> I was, I did not react well. Um, I got very angry and I yelled. I yelled. And the partners in the company, the owners of the company, actually understood where I was coming from. And they made some restitution to help me not only find a new job, but they also um, gave me additional pay for a couple of weeks to help me recover from from that situation. But you understand the the anger that I was feeling at that point. And it was all because of the true or not betrayal and way that I was was treated in that situation. But it definitely impacted the way that I responded and the way that I emotionally recouped after that layoff. 
The third time I got laid off was after a merger. My company that I was working for at the time was acquired by a bigger company who, in corporate brilliance, decided to lay off the entire training team first before they got rid of anybody else and right before they changed all of their processes and all of their computer systems, which, you know, it's so smart to do. Note to companies who acquire people, trainers want to help. So if uh, if you're going to get rid of trainers at a company where you've acquired a new company or you're making major changes, at least let the training team do their job and train people on the new stuff and then lay us off. So to me, dealing with the emotions of that one, I just, all I could do was just shrug my shoulders and say, this is stupid. This is a foolish mistake that they're making. Uh, Because I had been through two other layoffs where I was in a much more financially tenuous position on those others, I could tell myself during this one, I know what to do. I've done this before. I have managed through this before, and I've managed through worse situations than this particular situation. I'm going to figure out what to do. I'm going to be fine. That job loss was the easiest of them to handle. I personally believe because of the narrative that I was telling myself about what was going on. It wasn't my fault that I got laid off. It was a corporate decision. And you know what? They all are. But with that one, I was able to really understand the situation that way. And it took some of the sting out of it. I was able to not self-recriminate for anything that I had done. And I was able, therefore, to process the emotions a bit faster and move forward from there. So if there's any lesson um, from my experiences that will help anybody, I will share them here. I will share them in the next episode, which is going to be about managing the more practical sides of job insecurity and job loss things that I've learned firsthand on the front lines of getting laid off uh, in the hopes that this will help all of you. When I was going through those situations, and especially the first ones, I was afraid that admitting or acknowledging my feelings would make me feel less in control of the situation by saying to myself, I'm scared. I was afraid that I was going to feel more scared. But the interesting thing about suppressing emotions is that it only delays the inevitable. They're going to bubble up at some point, and then you're going to feel even less control in the long run than if you address them and acknowledge that it's okay to be feeling the emotions that you're feeling. So talk out your emotions. Find a trusted friend, your spouse, a therapist or a counselor that you can talk to, a religious leader of some kind if you uh, are religious. Talk it out. And let those emotions out. Find someone who's not going to try to fix the situation or who's not going to try to give you advice right away. This is the part of the process where you're you're letting everything out. You're talking through things and you're identifying what's going on in yourself. Uh, It's not really the time to fix at this point. It's just the time to acknowledge the emotions that are going on. You can also journal. If you are a journaler, if you are a creative person, you can create something to help get out some of these emotions in a healthy way. You can exercise it out. You can dance it out. You can draw it. Just make sure that you're handling it 
in a healthy way. Don't punch the wall to get out anger. Punch a pillow. Punch a punching bag. Go play tennis or something where you can hit something with something else and feel a little bit better. You can write a letter to the CEO of your former company or your boss uh, telling him or her everything you want to say. I'm going to tell things about you that you don't even know about you. I'm going to tell you things about this company that you're going to wish that you had paid attention to. Write all that out. Get it out. Just don't send it. Burn it if you need to, but don't send it. What this does is help you just to get through these emotions, identify them and start to process them. The next thing that you can work on is realizing that you don't control the entire situation. Now, this is absolutely critical. It's incredibly helpful to understand your spheres of control. What can you control in this situation? And if you need to write this out, again, this is helpful. Get a piece of paper, draw a line down the middle of it and say on the left-hand side, what can I control? And on the right, what can I not control? The things that I can control in the situation, things like my reactions to my emotions, my behaviors, what I tell myself about the situation, my relationships, my forward path, my finances, my job search, my physical health. Those are all the things that you can control. You're probably going to find a bunch of others that you can also control. Write all of those down. On the other side of the paper, write out what can I not control in this situation? Things like the economy, the job market, business decisions made by other people, other people's emotions, and other people's reactions and behaviors. Once you ID the things that you cannot control, you can let go of them. Take that piece of paper and burn it. Let go of the things that you have no control over because you're just beating your head against a wall at that point. It's not going to help you to obsess or be angry or be upset about things that you cannot control. It will keep you from focusing on the things that you can control. So now that you've identified what you control, you can start to really own it. We've already talked about being aware of your emotional states, identifying what helps you to feel more settled or more grounded, identifying what triggers negative emotions and what can trigger positive emotions. Talk through your emotions, do something creative, work out, Pay attention to those triggers. It may help you to journal these things out, the emotions and behaviors you're feeling on a day-to-day basis. Now, this doesn't have to be a novel. Literally, you can track what you're feeling. If you want to do it with a little smiley face or a little frowny face or a little meh face in your daily planner, that's great. Then jot down what you're feeling and what you're doing. You're going to start to see patterns. You'll notice things like, hmm, on days when I seem to not sleep well, I seem to be getting more upset or more angry. On days when I don't eat breakfast, I'm finding that I feel frustrated or exhausted early in the afternoon. On days when I move my body, on days when I reach out and connect with people, even if it's just for two minutes, I feel significantly better. 
you'll start to see the patterns. And this is where you can really begin to respond effectively to manage your emotional responses and the narratives that you're telling yourself. Because in these kind of situations, when you're feeling really down or upset, it becomes easier to tell yourself that it's because of what's going on around you. It's what's happening to you. And there's nothing I can do and I'm never going to be able to find another job and I'm, I'm in a bad place and I'm going to be staying in a bad place. It's easy to create those types of narratives when you do legitimately feel like crap because you haven't slept or you haven't eaten in seven hours. So becoming aware of the emotions that you're feeling and tying them to the behaviors that you're doing every day can help you start to see the causes and effects of what's going on with your mind and your body and your heart. Another way to deal with this is to rewrite your narrative about the situation. We've been talking a lot about narratives. So once you've identified what your narrative is or what it has been, you can start to identify new ways to talk about it. So what's an unemotional way of looking at the situation? Literally, what was the first event, the second event? What are the facts around it? Taking out all of the assumptions, all of the suppositions, all of the educated guesses, what actually has happened or is happening. Make sure to take out the what-if catastrophe situations. Like, well, what if I can't find another job and I'm never going to be able to work again? What if I lose all of my friends? What if? Take all of those out. Take out any feelings that you may have of being wronged. You can't control what others do, remember? So this is all about a narrative that says what is happening or what has happened. Rewrite that narrative to be fact-based. Think about what positives you've gotten from your job. What have you learned from the job? How has your life been bettered by the job? If you're still in the job, what would you like to learn or who would you like to connect with before you potentially get let go? So imagine looking back on the situation in five to 10 years. Once the emotions have all cooled off, what would you say? What would you like to say about that job and what you got out of it? Talk to your family and your support network. Tell them what's happening. Be realistic. Don't try to hide the possible job loss or the need to cut back on spending. But again, don't catastrophize. Matter of fact, let your support network know what's going on with you. Know that your job security depends on you, not 100% on one specific company. Your skills, your abilities are what provide your job security. You can always get another job. You can always start another career. Your willingness to learn, your willingness to work, your willingness to try new things, that is what gives you job security. Connect with your coworkers so that you know that those connections will still exist. Reach out to them. Find them on social media, get their phone numbers or their email addresses so that you know that those connections will still exist going forward. Changing jobs is a lot like walking through a doorway from one phase of your life into the next. And while we're in that doorway, in that feeling of insecurity about a job or dealing with loss of a job, it's an opportunity for us 
to think through some big questions about what we want that next chapter that we're walking into to look like. So this is a good thing to do once you've processed some of those emotional states to sit down and ask yourself some of these big questions. Do I actually like the work that I do? What do I like about it specifically? What do I dislike about it? Do I find my work or my career fulfilling? Why or why not? Does my work match my personal and professional values? If I think of myself as I get ready to retire, is there something else I would like to try or do professionally before I retire? Is there any education or new skills that would help me in my career? How have I been doing on work-life harmony or balance, if you prefer that term? My, my work life and my personal life, how have, how have I been able to make this work or not work? And what do I need to maybe do differently in the future? Where would I like to be in my work or career in three years or in five years? And what in that vision of the future do I control? And can I start thinking about now? Job insecurity and layoffs or RIFs, reductions in force, are a standard practice nowadays. They're no longer considered by society as a thing to be embarrassed by or ashamed of. Back 10, 15, 20 years ago, they weren't as common and people who dealt with layoffs then would try to cover it up. They would try to hide it. Nowadays, It is something that is so common that a lot of times if you're applying for a new job and you put on your application for that job that you were laid off, most of the time people, interviewers and and hiring managers, they don't even ask about that anymore because everybody knows that it is such common practice. It's business decisions. It's the way that the world works nowadays. It doesn't make it an easy situation to handle though both from that emotional side that we've been talking about today and the practical sides of it that we're going to be talking about in the next episode. But it is something that happens more and more often nowadays. So know that you're not alone. We've talked through a lot in this episode. Now it's time for last call. You will get through this. You are going to walk through that doorway into the next chapter of your life And you're going to be able to look back on this time in your life as a pivot point where things have become different somehow. Know also that it's okay to do nothing for a little while. The stages of change, like grief, they take time to process. If you just need to sit and watch Gilligan's Island and take naps in the afternoon and relax a little bit, do it and don't feel a need to make excuses about it. Your energy will start to build and when it does, you can start to take action. This is not the time to beat yourself up. This is not the time to berate yourself. This is the time to breathe and the time to be kind to yourself and a time to process and think through what you want this next chapter to potentially look like. Be well and take care. Well, thanks for joining me. If you have suggestions, feedback, or just something random you want to share, email me at careerspeakeasy at gmail.com and come visit again soon. Cheers.